That L Word Podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can you even love? A podcast about leadership and everything that people are afraid to say out loud. Do you love yourself? Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? How do I start? I go, squirrel. Squirrel. Rabbit hole. Squirrel. Rabbit hole. We were talking. Um, and TK brought us back. He's like, are you guys ready? You ready? We're like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm all, I stay ready. I don't have to you, get ready. Will you click the thing, TK? The the timer? That keeps yeah. us on track. Otherwise, we'll... We have a timer, like a, a stopwatch clock going. It's and, like a swim clock. Because uh, if we don't, we might be here forever, actually. And we probably had, and, and I wonder what we would if we just like sit here and just talked. How long could we talk? Hours. Do you think? Oh, easy. I bet we could talk four to five hours without missing a beat. Damn. Well, how? I'm Bro, we've to... sat down for lunch <clears throat> and talked for three hours, like to the point where the the servers are like, "Okay, come on." <laughs> like you're on your fifth Dr Pepper. <laughs> Hey, they, but guess what? How can we tie that into what? Well, I, I'm trying to figure out how to tie that into uh, <laughs> uh, the episode to, that we want to talk about. We were not busy. We weren't. We were. Pro- no, we weren't productive. Oh, oh yeah, we, we were. Yeah, we were. We're always productive. So the the topic today is, I talk to people all the time, right? And so I came up with this one in my brain last night. I always tell people, you're busy being busy. Like, what are you doing? Busy being busy. But then the question comes, like, are you productive? Boom. Go, Joey. What's the difference? What's the difference between <laughs> busy being busy and productivity? And it's it's interesting, and I think I might have shared I've this before. I never but, thought about it, actually. Well, check this out. When I checked into one command, um, the job that I was taking over from the guy who was checking out, right? So the guy I was replacing. Um is he was showing me around, kind of getting me all, you know, checked in and everything. He took me to this window. And he pointed out in, into the parking lot. And he said, that's so-and-so's car. And I was like, <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. And, and he kind of looked at me because I looked at him like, yeah, why, why are you showing me that? That was the look on my face. <clears throat> and he looked back at me like, what do you mean why am I showing you that? And this is all nonverbal. Right, like, are you an idiot? And and it was silent, but we both had these weird looks on our face. So I said to him, okay. He's like, you know, so you don't leave before he does. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. I think you've told me this before, but every time I get the same reaction, I'm like, this dude is. Well, but that was <clears throat> the mindset. I hope he's not listening. And I said to him. <laughs> I like, hope he is listening, actually. If I'm done working... <clears throat> No, and they, I mean, all these people are great people. It was just their mindset of, like, I can't leave before the boss leaves. He literally walked you outside and showed you. No, he, well, he took me to a window. And, and he showed you the car. He, sh- he pointed he was serious. at the car. Oh, yeah. Dead serious. Anybody that's listening to this, if you ever had somebody do something that crazy to you, please put it in the comments. <laughs> I want to talk to you. <laughs> I want to hear about this story. Because that's how no, crazy Morgan, though, it was. It was kind of the... I, the culture, it was the norm there that you didn't leave till the boss left. Well, if I'm done working, I'm not just going to sit in my office or whatever it is that I'm doing because the boss, I mean, we have two separate jobs. We have two separate lives. Like, there's all these different things. And I've also, 
I've worked for bosses that would work late. Because that's the only time they could work because everybody else was gone. Yes, and that's <laughs> I, I feel like we'll get into that for sure mm -hmm. as, as we get into this topic. But I've gone to a couple of those bosses and said, hey, you realize that, especially, you know, because now I'm talking like generals and stuff, right? Like, right, right. These are the kind of people that, and they're all, the ones that I'm thinking of and talking about are amazing leaders. But sometimes I, I think it doesn't dawn on them that the staff is going to stay while they're there. And so, you know, you bring that up and they're like, oh, wow. And so they would go out and be like, hey, everybody get out of here. Like, go home. Or go to the gym or, or something or, and they come yeah, back. I had a couple that would be like, they would go do something so everybody would leave and then they could come back. That's a personal choice, but it's also respecting your people. But I guess the, the point of, of this is, are you busy being busy? When that guy showed me the car, that's a great example of busy being busy. Right? He wasn't being productive at that point. If he was just sitting in his office, he was just hanging out. So it was the perception <laughs> that he was there being busy, but he wasn't actually being productive. I, and I had, you know, I remember at a young age we that I had bosses that were like him. And so, like, especially when you work for people that think that way, like, it, it trickles down. Obviously, mm -hmm. you can't leave either. And because you don't have no, yeah, whole, you had no the, power. The norm. And, um, it was it was even to the to the extent like if you were if you wanted to because busy being busy is like the illusion that something is going on. That's busy being busy. Like yeah. you think that if you do all this, it looks like you're doing a whole bunch of. And, and I just want to the illusion goes two ways. It's the external illusion, but often it's the internal illusion too. You're deluding yourself into thinking I'm important or I'm being busy. So what about so so what I was so so to that point, you tell me with the internal part. Um, I remember actually saying this because I learned it, but when they say, even if you ain't got nothing to do, put stuff on your desk so it looks like you're doing something. How crazy is that? Dude, it's just, I didn't think about it until we brought this, and I literally came with the topic, and I just thought about it myself. Like, I've literally, I've, 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 I was told it, I was taught it when I was a, a junior, right? And as I became a senior, in, in my positions, I would tell people that because I thought you had to look busy. So that's the external. <clears throat> that's yeah, the so external. What's the, internal? So the, so, so. the internal is, is me telling myself like, Oh, I'm super busy. I've got to do all this stuff. I've got all this stuff to do because you're not, your ego is not allowing you to admit like this machine's going to keep going. Even if I'm not here. And if I go home and spend time with my family, this machine's going to keep going. But people delude themselves into thinking, if I leave, this whole thing's going to crumble. And rarely is that the case. There might be a hiccup, just because you know if they don't, there's no procedures or processes around what you do. But they will figure it out, just like you figured out whatever problems you have to deal with. Like it becomes another uh, company or you know or organizational work through like they're just going to work through it and then when they figured it out they either they're going to put somebody else in that space or they're going to fill out a process to never let that occur again right and so there's two ways that 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 happening but and that's long term <clears throat> i'm just talking even short term like <sighs> rarely got... is stuff so important that you're doing you know the the, the joking question right is like is somebody going to die 
Did you and, die? And, did you did you die? But <laughs> if if somebody's not gonna die or end up in jail, right? Then you can probably stop what you're doing and go home and spend time with your family because it's five o'clock or whatever time you're supposed to go, and come back later and start again tomorrow because you know what? It's just gonna keep going. What I'm thinking is like. I meet a, I, we know we meet a lot of people, right? And um, and one of the biggest things, even when we talk, like, and most of the time we have, you know, we we're busy, and the only time like I'll tell you like I'm busy is literally if I'm not here. Mm-hmm. If I'm here, I can totally move some stuff. Like if I'm in town, I'll totally move some stuff for us to to line something up. If I ain't in town, I say, bro, I can't help you. Right? Right? Yeah, that, you're right? physically gone. But then I meet a lot of people that say. I don't have time. I don't have time. It's a badge of honor right now. It's uh, I'm too busy on am I, but, so the question is, am I wrong for not believing anyone? Well, because I don't really believe because and, and I and let, me, let me finish. Yeah, this. okay. The reason I, I'm gonna be transparent in this. The reason I don't believe is because I know how much I do. Again, I understand this is my opinion. I understand how much I do and how much I can accomplish. And for you to tell me you're busy when, in most cases, I know what you have going on because you're probably a client of mine or a friend, right? I'm assuming. That's an assumption. That I have a, a, a big enough hold on your life to understand if you're busy or not. You're just not efficient. I think that might be your ego coming into play. Okay, that's fine. I yeah. said this is that's why I want yeah, to yeah. make sure these so, two little points. <laughs> because... I, I will say this. People that say I'm too busy, I feel like they truly believe it, right? I've said it. And if, as a coach especially, it's our job to look objectively at it and ask the questions to help them reveal the fact that maybe they're not as busy as they think or there's things they can reprioritize. So when people say I'm so busy or I'm too busy, they, I think most of them really genuinely believe it. Us comparing what we do to somebody else, I think, is unfair because, again, we're all different humans and it's all relative. You might be able to handle 15 hours of work and all this other stuff, and it's not a big deal to you. Whereas somebody who's got a six-hour job, it, it, it just completely drains them, right? Because it's relative to that person. Facts. So that's why when I said I think that's your ego coming into a little bit, you can't always compare. It's not always apples to apples. In fact, it's never apples to apples. Even if we have the same job, because we have different families, we have different thoughts, we have different responsibilities. We have different. So the fact that I'm too busy and I only work six hours and you're not busy enough and you work 15 probably has more to do with what I have going inside my head and my heart than it does you and how you're like set up to deal with whatever it is that you got going on. So I always try to pull that out of the equation, any kind of comparison and get that person in a space where they're able to kind of open up and start to look at their stuff objectively and say, okay, I say yes to all these things. Yeah. How much of this stuff am I saying yes to that I, that really serves me or even brings me joy? And when people do that and they kind of lay it out on the on the proverbial table, whether they actually write it out or not, you're like, you know, I always say yes to, I don't know, doing this, whatever mm-hmm. this is, but I hate it. And I kind of resent the person who always asks me, okay, well, what's, what's causing you to continue to say yes? What's the reason you feel 
compelled to say yes. It's always scarcity. Well, or it could be yeah. anything, right? Yeah. Or they don't want to be perceived as the person who doesn't help. That happens all the time on teams. Think about it at work. I think it goes by to getting fired. Scarcity. <laughs> okay, well, there's that. Or there's the, I don't want to be perceived as the person who doesn't want to help the team. When really that's not the case oh. because what the perception is, is you're the person who's the only person who helps the team. Or you're the person who's the golden child. I mean, there's a thousand different things out there. Yeah. But when you're able to break those down, the client is able to break it down, like, or you, if you're doing it for yourself and say, I should start saying no to that. And I should start saying no to that. You're literally clearing up the clutter in your mental closet. So what what did I say? Because that, you that, that really stood out. Like because because if and I and I asked this question because if I'm saying it, I know other people are saying it. Because too. you said <clears throat> I look at my schedule and I know what they've got going on and I know I'm busier than they are. That's you comparing yourself to them. Right. If you're coaching, you there's a chance you've got more self awareness than they do. Strong chance. Strong chance. So it's not even. Yeah. Right. And and it's a matter of like allowing them the space to look and see, because again, you might be busier. Like if we were to write it all out objectively, you probably are. But the way you handle it and feel about it is totally different than another person. You know, well, one, and, and to your point, like I, and I say this just because I think this is. When I realized, because first thing, I, I remember I used to, I think the the term busy being busy is what I used to call myself because I felt busy being doing stuff, but I don't feel like I was doing nothing. Like yeah. I don't feel like I was conversing. This was years ago in my life, this before I started coaching anything. Um, and then I read a book uh, called um, Faster Than Normal. Okay. Uh, it's about uh, people with ADHD. And because... For me, or for most people, when usually when we use certain terms, like it's not in a positive uh, way. It's like, oh, you got eight, oh, I got ADHD, or you got ADHD? Like it's the tone behind yeah. it. And then the book kind of talked to me about, it started to talk to me about like why my why ADHD is a superpower. Because my mind goes really quick. Like I do things, yeah. and you know me, like I yeah. move really, really fast in comparison to the norm, right? And when I, when I start to own that, like to, to, to what you were saying earlier, how like, when, you know, how I'm different and like, you know, what, how I can handle stuff. Um, I think I was the other person before and I thought it was a badge of honor. Like I can do all these things and, but like, I was so out of control. Like I was emotionally distraught and, and, you know, it felt like I had PTSD when it come to work. But then when I really start to learn, it's like, to embrace my differences, mm-hmm. right? To know that I can do more, and that's what sets me apart um, from other people. Um, it would. Do you think that on the other end of that spectrum, that people, even though I may be able to do um, a lot more in a in in a, in a certain amount of time, and to a certain person that could not do as much, is there are there strong suits to either side, or is it is it just like really? Do we just stick with the, the the answer? It's just relative. Well, it's relative, but it's also a matter of growth. And for this, and I just wrote this down because leaders do this all the time. Leaders in, in organizations, companies, teams, whatever, they, they compare themselves to their people. And if their people are like, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, they often say, Ooh. you don't know tired. Can I give if you a story? If you had to do what I had to do, you don't know tired. Boot camp, real quick. Go for it. 
real quick because it's, it's to your point. Well, like, and I got stuff written down, so I won't yeah. forget. Yeah. And I'll just say it. I ain't gonna tell the whole story, but I was in boot camp. First day, we woke up, and you know how that go. The first day is fucking chaotic. So, the first day out of my mouth is, I made my bed already. Where, why, what's taking y'all so long? <laughs> you know how that went. Over. Oh yeah, really. <laughs> Oh, that's why I remember that time when you said yeah. that. I was like, I totally remember the first time I did that because it was all about me. Me, yep. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> I find that leaders do this all the time. And, it, and, it, and just like I said to you, it's <clears throat> it's their ego. It's not fair to, to the people because if we were to put this in a race analogy, right, a triathlon analogy, a sports analogy, um, you've got a lot of experience <clears throat> doing endurance racing. Correct. So if you had 20 hours to train, your mileage is going to look a lot different than, say, I'm a brand-new athlete who's got the same amount of time to train. Yeah, you're it, not using all of to train. We're going to focus on training and recovery and other stuff. Like, Or I'm yeah. just talking like I get you. I'm trying to make this objective, right? So yeah. in a five-hour riding block, you might make it 125 miles. Yes. I might make it 40. Okay. That 40 is much more emotionally stressful to me than the 125 is to you. Because you're you're an old hat at this. Like you know, you know what your body can do. You've built resilience, right? You've 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 got the grit, you've got the tenacity, you've learned all these things and matured. You see leaders doing this all the time. It's not it's not a fair comparison. Like you're leading the team, you've built all this resilience, you've you're where you are, and you're trying to compare yourself, and it's 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 just it gets it gets very contentious because that's where people are like, I'm exhausted, boss. Yeah, the curse of uh, what, what was the book called? Um, it's the it's not the book, but it, they say something in this book, and it's, they called it the curse of knowledge. Like you've, the curse of knowledge is that that you have grown, but you forgot that you were there. At one that's point right. Too. That's the curse of knowledge. Yeah. So I think when you're looking at, are you busy being busy from a leadership perspective? It's a matter of saying, okay, I may not be where all of them are. Now, if you're in a room full of leaders and y'all, I mean. You know, then you can manage it as you see fit. Right. But if you're looking at leading your team, you know, you've got to take that into consideration. But then again, when you look at yourself internally, you've got to take it into consideration as well. And that's where you have to really start to break it down and say, okay, am I actually being productive? Am I being efficient and effective? Or am I just spinning my wheels? And a lot of leaders that I talk to, because of boundary setting, and this is where it kind of goes the opposite way. They allow the people on their team to encroach on the time that they should spend, should be spending leading and doing what they're being paid to do as leaders. And so that's when those type of people go home and they're like, I was busy all day, but I can't tell you what I did. Almost like a financial thing. I spent a whole bunch of money, but I don't know, but I don't know where it went. That's right. Yeah. So it's, it's a similar thing because you've got people that are constantly coming in you know, asking questions, doing all this stuff. And there's probably listeners out there saying, well, Jody, that's that's what you do as a leader. It is, but there also has to be those, those boundaries set up. Like, are you the easy button now? Are they just coming in because they know you're going to give them the answer very quickly? Or have they exhausted all means, done all the research, and now they're coming in like, hey, boss, I, and that's I'm just I out of when I was, yeah. yeah, when I had people coming to me, I was like, have have you have you asked someone else? Have you read anything else? And are you asking me a question or telling me what you've already done? And that was our big thing. Is like if, <laughs> if you cross that threshold with yeah. the problem, that was um, I, that was my job to literally help you. Like, that's literally. right. That's right. Yeah. You know, like they mm. would 
come in and say, hey, I've looked here, I've talked to this, I've done this, I've done that. Okay, all right, now we're in it together. That's awesome, yeah. right? But I, I see this all the time where people are just, they're the easy button. And when, they, when they're able to kind of set that boundary up, A, it's empowering their people and encouraging them to go out and be better at what they do. Otherwise, you're, you're basically just doing everything on your own. So you're, you're busy being busy, and you're being productive for everybody else, but not, for what, not yourself. Damn. That's a big one, bro. It's Morgan, it's like, I would say, easily 75% of the clients that I, that no, I work I, with individually. I, I, totally, I totally agree with you. I mean, they will that, say, almost to <clears throat> verbatim, they will say, I go home exhausted, but I don't know what I did all day. Book, book, uh, book shout out. One Minute Manager. That book, right? And it talks about like, man, the guy went and talked to him. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not busy. I'm, you know, I, you know, you got a lot of time on your hand. He went to the next manager, and it was talking about how he they deal with they um, they work with their people. And I learned this, this took obviously it takes years of leadership for me to, to get to this point. But when you figure out that you're doing it, that you're busy being busy, right? That you're just going through the motion. You're you got these the easy. You become the easy button, right? And you're not you, you're not pouring value into you you know you can't pour value into yourself because you're too busy handling everybody else's and then they're like you're not bringing these these people that are coming to you any value right and so though so as a whole you're not bringing the, the organization any value because you are the single point of failure yeah right over time what i've noticed is when and this and i think this is ego and pride too because you think you you need to do it all. You yep. only one got the answers, and it's gotta be know, my way. It's gotta be yeah. my way. And when when I let that go, and I started empowering other people, when I realized when they told me it's like somebody, told, I was doing something. What was I doing? I was mopping the floor. I was a swabbing oh, yeah, the deck. Yeah, you I told this before, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he told me it's like, I know you can do it. I need you to teach them to do it. Yeah. It clicked for me, and from that, like my life got easier. Like to the point where like. For me, if my Marines didn't come to me, I was okay with that because I know I have empowered them with the skills to do what I would do anyway. Well, and I think a part of that, too, <clears throat> comes with regular check-ins. Mm -hmm. You need to make sure that you're regularly checking in with your people. And I've found, and I've, I've told a lot of leaders this, if you schedule regular check-ins with the people that you're leading directly, it drastically reduces the amount of bandwidth that they're taking up in between. Because if I know I meet with you once a week on Tuesday at 11 o'clock, all of like the little ankle biter type questions, I'm going to hold them until that hour. I'm not going to hit you up 20 times in one week with 20 one minute questions. I'm going to save them for the hour. And in that time span, I will have probably answered at least half of them. So now I've reduced 20 questions down to 10. And the more you do that, the more, the more empowered your people are, the more competent they are, the, the, the more they grow and, and thrive and become awesome. But you're also reducing the amount of like these, it's all the little stuff that just keeps adding up that takes away a leader's time. I, as, you, as you explain that piece, it's like, I still... You still see those people that we're telling to like, and you know, take that time out to check in, right? They do the, they do it when it's something in it for them. 
right? When they can see it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, because we do it as in, it's called a part of networking. Like there's phone calls I'll have maybe once a month, once a quarter, just to check in with you. Yeah. Just to touch base, touch the, touch the water temperature, like what's going on, right? So it keeps me engaged, keeps me connected for whatever it is, right? But to your point, like there's value in that, like showing up with your people. And sometimes like there's, it looks different. Like it doesn't mean, and, and I, and you can, you know, tell me if the, you know, you disagree is like, it ain't just having that meeting with them, you know, once a week. Sometimes it's just, you know, making rounds, having, oh, for sure. you and know, having an outing or something. Like just having time You should time be where, doing that all the time. When I say, because I. I you know, some, sometimes, so some people don't do any of it, so. Well, <laughs> most people don't do yeah. any of it. And that's scary, right? But <clears throat> when I when I look at leadership, what it means to me, it's it's a matter of like, you should be out as much as you possibly can. Touch, touch and base with everybody, just checking in, seeing how things are going. And with the people you lead directly, you need to have a scheduled time that you meet with them, whatever, whatever <clears throat> tempo it needs to be that makes sense. And I've also found in general, and I'm generalizing, right? Like the further up the food chain you get, the less frequent you need to meet with your people because they are also more senior people. Mm, so I'm working with, like, I'm working with the, when even the boss got a boss type of mentality. That's right. So I'm yeah. working with the law enforcement folks and I'm working with, um, like a deputy chief, uh, the commanders and then the sergeants. And as we, we've been talking through this kind of stuff, right? Sure. The commanders might have to meet with the sergeants. I don't know. Let's say once a month, but the sergeants probably have to meet with the officers and everybody once else. a week yeah, because they're young officers coming in. They're learning the ropes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the learning curve is like this. It's super steep. And then it will start to plateau. And then maybe when you take that sergeant position, it's going to get steep again for a little while. Because it's new. Rhythm. And then yeah. you, right? So there's no cookie cutter answer to any of this. It's just a matter of knowing your people and that expectation being a two-way street thing. Right? Like, here's what I expect out of you and what you can expect out of me is to meet with you on a regular basis. How often do you feel it would be um, it would be good for us to meet, right? And then allow that person to say, I'd like to meet once a week. Or you might have somebody say, oh, every other week. Because it also depends on their confidence. So, so basically what we're, what we're getting to is like really evaluating yourself and seeing kind of again why you're doing it and then creating avenues that are efficient that's the thing so the busy being busy is all about efficiency busy being busy is all about inefficiency well i mean well not being busy being busy right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the more efficient and effective you are the better everything's gonna flow and here's the other the, the positive side to all of this the more efficient and effective you are the more time you actually have for yourself and you're modeling the behavior that you want to see in your people so if i'm checking in with you once a week and you're crushing it chances are you're going to be checking in with your people once a week, right? And it just kind of trickles down. So now everybody's getting the care and attention they need. They're empowered. They're motivated. They're like ready to go out and crush it. So the team's doing well. And because none of us now are busy being busy, we're able to focus specifically on what we're supposed to be doing and being very good at it. And on top of that, I'm not I'm not trying to catch up on work after work is done because that's when everybody's gone. That's usually the thing. People will tell you, 
oh, I'm so busy during the day, basically solving everybody else's problems. So then I have to stay after to do what I'm actually being paid to do. The more efficient you are, the more you push all of that left, basically. And so now at the end of the day, I've had the time to do what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Everybody's taken care of. I can go home. Now I'm a happier human. And when I'm a happier human, I come back and I put more happiness and good energy into work. And if I give that to you, you're going to give it to somebody else. It's that ripple effect. So now everybody is showing up as a better version of themselves because we're not busy being busy. I feel like I need to say, like, when you become more efficient, don't fill those holes with other nonsense. Yes. Well, <laughs> like, well, I feel like I need to say that. For some well, reason. in the military. Because some people, like, start throwing more stuff on. It's like, then you, you become busy. Well, it's the battle mm. of white space, right? Yeah. We always talked about that in the military. It was like a, what do they call it, an axiom, a military axiom. And white space, we're talking about the calendar. You know, oh, there's, there's white space on the calendar. We got to fill it up. Yeah. So don't like when you now start to create that white space because you're you're being more efficient and effective. That's when you look at it and say, "Ooh, when was the last time I got to go do X?" I left early. <laughs> yeah. Left early. Took a lunch with your spouse or a friend. Well, and again, you're modeling the behavior. So when you're go work out. Yeah. When your people <laughs> see, oh, hey, you know what? Morgan took off and and went and worked out at lunch. He, he did a workout and he ate lunch and came back. They're going to feel better about taking time for themselves. Mm, I, I got another one. Oh, my God. <laughs> he just triggered something, bro. Because what do you do when your boss is the busy being busy dude and he thinks he needs to look busy? Here's the, the guy yeah. with the looking at the car. And I am efficient. Yeah. And then I have been like, oh, you don't have anything to do. That's I have right. a lot of I could be doing. Yeah. But I don't need to do it because I've already done what I needed to do. But I'm choosing to do this. But they think you should be deep in the your nose to the pavement every five seconds. Like, how do you? Oh my god! Those people the are vision. Yeah, those <laughs> those people are the vision. They're insecure, <clears throat> and they're operating out of fear mm. because most of them. I wish I could say the name. You know, you know, you can't. Most of them <laughs> do not Lord. like. They fear their boss walking in and seeing their team not working and engaged. Yes. That's their fear. Yes. Instead of letting the work speak for itself, they're more afraid of the perception than they are the actual work. And that's what drives that type of culture. I totally agree. I just wanted to have everybody else hear how painful I was working at this dang old place. Because that's how it was like. And, and I get that a lot, right? Um, I, like, I would say I w- I've worked for a company and I was doing some stuff. And I, I remember saying, oh, easy day. Because it didn't, it, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, it didn't look, and, I, and that's just one of the comments. Because things yeah. are easier to me than most people. I ain't gonna lie. It's probably why, again, I'm self-aware, really self-aware. I'm a coach. Like, I do things a little bit different. I've learned a lot, and I'm, and I'm okay with learning more. And some people are interested in different places in their life, right? And I said this, and then she was like, you can't say that here. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we just have to do this and then do that. And, like, and literally, and I, if I told you what it was, you I ain't going to describe it because you, you know who I was yeah. talking about. But if, if I told you what it was, you'd be like, oh, well, yeah, that doesn't take a lot. And that person said, no, you can't say that here because it's not. 
But I said, why not? Because it's just not. And like I've I've been through like and this is I guess I'm just kind of airing my grievances right yes. now. I've been through life where I am very organized person. I'm my like that's why I'm a paralegal. I, my clerical was through the roof. Like I, I'm very organized since I was a kid. Um, I fold my underwear and my socks right back then. Now I don't have time to do that. Uh, no, you I don't. Busy? I don't make. You're too busy. No, nope, I don't. Oh. I, I, I just changed it. Hold on. No, I don't make time to do that. There you go. I don't because it because it's not important to me. They're like, oh, you gotta fold your underwear. Why? I, no. Anyway, I digress. We digress. <laughs> As I caught myself, I digress. And I, I've always had bosses with that culture because obviously I'm 43, so my bosses are older than me, and so they come from a different generation, and so I've had to like fight that that all the time is like why aren't you doing this and why aren't you doing this and why like and i always tell people you you can always find something else to do like but i'm not one of those people like what do we need to do why do we need to do it when it doesn't need to be done let me knock it out right and then my goal if i do it the way i'm thinking i'm gonna be done before everybody else so i can have the rest of the day to do whatever i want like I'm, I'm the guy. Like even when I was my last few years in the Marine Corps, I told him Monday through Thursday we grind. Friday we leave early, mm-hmm. and only we can only leave early Friday if we grind Monday through Thursday. So I also think there's an important thing there, and I don't want anybody to think that we're saying be selfish because we're certainly not. There's a difference, and I wrote it down, and I don't remember if it was in um, one of General McChrystal's books or it was in a book. But it was definitely was prevalent in my military career. It was the concept of, like, look for work. And this is different than, uh, well, no, let me, because I think you're thinking a different. This is different than busy being busy. Okay. What this is, and I remember actually when I was, um, I think I was at the division, and we went to see the tankers, right, when they still existed. And it was, I'm talking about uh, for Civilian people, like the people that work on tanks or in tanks, you know, like a tank crew. Well, because I'm now I'm thinking like tanker ships or, you know, I'm, I mean tanks, like okay, come back. super awesome tanks. There we go. They, they're like, I don't want to say motto, their culture is that nobody leaves the tank until the tank is done. So if the mechanic was working on something, they were there to support and help the mechanic in any way okay. they could. So they all finished as a team. So there's a difference in that. When you're looking for work, and that's one of those, like, you know, principles that are in a lot of good organizations. I finished what I'm doing. You look around and say, who else can I help mm-hmm. so that we can all be done? Right. So I just wanted to, to clarify that for folks. There's a difference between because we all know people that are selfish that they'll be done and not do anything else or they're trying to outshine everybody else or whatever. I'm what, done with my stuff. Like right. I did with the thing and try to try to. Make everybody else look bad. Yeah. When we're talking about teamwork, it's being efficient, being effective, and then look around. There's not always a time when you can actually support or help other people, and that's okay. Right? And that's when you say, all right, well, you know, what what now? Um, but that's different than busy being busy. Yeah. I, I always thought like that, uh, when people say that, it's like, oh, well, I don't have nothing to do. I said, some. what I learned, uh, especially with high, when you're in high-tempo places, is that there's the downtime, like don't fill it with anything because you might not get it again for a long time. And you never know when that downtime is going to come again. So like use it for self-care, use it for just the time to breathe. 
uh, because next time we're going back into it and we might, I mean, it might be six months, a year. You, you never know what a, yeah. a, a, a tempo is going to be in a certain organization. Uh, so I, I've learned to like when when things are slow, capitalize on that. That's right. And that's <clears> when you take care of your people or do something yeah. fun or whatever. But if you're just in a normal work day, it's also great when you, and you can feel it. You can feel the the there's a good culture. There's a good just a good feeling when you walk into one of those organizations where you can tell. And that's what I loved about that tank crew when they were talking about it. You know, I was from my previous world, like I'd never really been exposed to those people, but that was kind of our motto as well. Like nobody leaves. In fact, I was just talking to one of the guys the other day, like we would do amphib stuff. Mm -hmm. Nobody would leave the boat ramp until everything was done. Right. So if I'm, if my job was to, to clean this stuff over here and I finish, then I'm looking around and I see the guy working on the engine. I'm like, okay, bro, what can I do? You know, because it was that teamwork. It's like consolidation of effort. Yes. And then we yeah. all got out of there right. two hours ahead That was of time. a good one, consolidation of effort. Okay. You know, instead of like me being done and just sitting over there chilling, drinking a Mountain Dew. Then you're going to be watching. there even longer. Well, and, and, <laughs> but think about what that does to people. because Resentment. It, it does cause resentment. And yeah. if I'm the guy working on the engine by myself and you're sitting over there drinking Mountain Dew and I know you've got a family and I don't, and I don't care. I'm, I'm going to slow down. Yep. I can't leave. Oh, you you want to play sure with me? Make sure you don't leave. That's right. But then I'm when you so flip that around and you get the opposite <laughs> energy, you find people just helping each other all the time. It's an efficient then, team, though. That's oh when you've God. created an efficient team, right? And, and you're not busy being busy. You're being you're effective. That's right. Yeah, and busy efficient. being effective, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Or or yeah. Either way, it's, it's okay to be busy being effective and efficient. Oh, a hundred percent. I think that's the way you should be. Yeah. I think that's the way you should be. It's probably hold on. It's, Maybe we are effective and efficient. No, ain't no maybe. We are. Because uh, we could come in here and think about it. We, I text you the, the, the topics last night, like 1030 at night or something. And we, we didn't even talk about it in the car this time. <laughs> like, no kidding, everybody. We sat down at the table this morning and we're like, all right, what are we, which ones are we doing? Because we had six or seven. Yeah. Normally we discuss it in the car, but it's been a good six weeks since we've seen each other. So, we were catching up the whole ride. Like, we didn't talk about it. We become efficient and effective. I yeah. mean, but uh, again, we're doing something we love and then yeah, we, we're to... in a groove. Like, yeah. I could have this conversation tomorrow and talk about uh, everything we didn't say here. Yeah. <laughs> and totally be okay with it. But I think that it's really busy being busy was that, that concept for me that was very unhealthy. Um, and I, and I, and you said it at the beginning uh, internally. It was just, it was just uh, the, and I learned it from other people that learned from other people that learned from other people. And we, we carried it into other areas of our, of our lives. And like, and it was so, it was it, what, what, what I want to try to prevent now, especially when it's things like that is like, even when my kids were like my, my teenagers, they're like, well, you should, you know, you should be doing something. What you laying around for? Mm -hmm. You're doing all this. And I'm, I'm like, why not? Laying around, I look at it as recharging your batteries, right. recharging your soul, whatever you want to say. And I just wrote down guilt and fear. Mm. I think people that are, you know, because I'm looking for like key takeaways for the listeners out right. there. I, I feel that Always. people that are busy being busy are operating. We already talked about a scarcity mindset out of fear, but also a lot of guilt. And, you know, that's where I look back at the, and again, both those guys were amazing people. The one who was showing me the car mm -hmm. and then the, the actual boss. 
He never came down and said, hey, you don't leave till I leave. It was just, and they didn't even work. Unwritten rule. Well, they were separate parts of the building. And so I think that guy who was showing me the car was probably internalizing it. And like, maybe, you know, and I'm making assumptions, which I should say you should never do, but he's not here to ask. But there's a level of guilt, too, of like, I'm done with my work for the day, and I look out, and the boss's car is still there. So, no, and that's not an assumption. Like, that comes from somewhere, and it's like you, you, you're you either told or thought to believe a certain thing, and now you are automatically doing it every time. Right, so there's, you know. Yeah, it's there. I, I'm saying it could have been, it could be one of two things, right? It's fear that the boss comes in, you've gone home, and he's like, mm. well, I'm still here. You're not there. You're in trouble. Or there's guilt of, like. That's guilting. <laughs> well, but I mean, he, 99% of the time, the guy he was waiting for to leave would never come down to the office the, on his would, way out. Would bypass him altogether. No, it's or, totally, or probably would he be thinking about him. So, exactly. And yeah. so now it's operating out of this guy's potentially out of his guilt of like, I don't want to leave for the boss because I, then that means I'm not carrying my share of the water. Or I don't care. Or I don't care. Or any of the other number of things. So, it, I guess if you find yourself. In this busy being busy, first it takes self-awareness, then you've got to get to that place of quiet that we were talking about before so you can analyze all this. Look at the questions you should be asking yourself is, am I feeling guilty about this? Am I afraid of something? Am I ashamed of something? What is it that's causing me to act in this way where I'm busy being busy? You're going to have to do that before you can start to dissect a way and get out. Or, or dissect it I mean, enough to find a way to get out. Well, we ain't got a lot of time, but I, I, man, I'm going a, I'm to a a, jump out there just in case and say, as we're talking about how to handle busy being busy, being busy right, or to have a, having a boss that obviously is the one to us to be busy being busy, as a leader, how do – and we, we're thinking about busy being busy, how do we – reserve or not even judge the people that are more effective than us that maybe that work for us. That takes a ton of self-awareness. And, and I, you see that, what I mean? Well, yeah. yeah. I think it takes a lot of self-awareness and I think it takes the ability. A, a great leader knows their people and a, a great leader who knows their people knows, Hey, Morgan's really good at this. So, you know, he can probably finish this thing and is not able to contribute to the rest of the team you know, this day. Right. And so, hey, Morgan, get out. It's two o'clock, man. Take take the last three hours of the day and get out of here. Go see your family. Go take a nap. Go fish and go whatever. It's it, And this gets back into rewarding people and all this other stuff, right? It's all like so tied in. Ooh, that's another good subject. Because when you reward people in that way, you're like, Morgan, you crushed it today. You can't support anybody else because, you know, of, of your specific skill set or what we're doing or whatever. Hey, man, get out of here. Like, that's a great reward for you because it's acknowledging the great work you've done and it's giving you time to go take care of yourself. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> that was a good one, though. Like, I, 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 I've had a lot of that and I've worked with a lot of busy, busy, being busy. And uh, I, I, I was always made to feel like I was less than because I was efficient. Yeah. And, it, and people are like, oh, well, maybe you... I wouldn't have accomplished or done the things that I did to get to the level that I'm at if I wasn't. And so I said, uh, but but when you when you busy being busy, they don't look at that. 
Well, because yeah, again, <clears throat> they can't see like can't what you've accomplished, it. right? Because yeah. they're in the, the in the chaos or the they've got in the storm. On. They got blinders on, and I'm like, well, if I wasn't if I wasn't what you said, then I'm not, right? Um, where, why would I? How would I be here? And yeah. I've had that, like even at a high level, like as a as an E eight in the Marine Corps, they're like, well, you ain't. I was like, I'm doing the exact same thing and even better. I've learned from it, and I and I, and I can and I I'm more self aware than I've ever been. Yeah. But some reason, you believe that I'm. But it, but I also learned that that became an individual. It's more about them than it is. It you. is right, and you said it in, in this in this in this episode, and I I learned I had to learn that, and it's like every and. and I say I had to learn it because, and I'll say this, and I'll end with this. I' glad I learned it because I almost ended my career early because of an individual. Yeah, because I felt that way, and it was if somebody came to me. It's like don't make your determination about your life because of the way somebody else feels. Yeah. So if you're a leader, you know, as always, we encourage you to to let your remove your ego from the equation as much as you can. Constantly seek to increase your self-awareness and then always, always care about your people because busy being busy works both internally and externally. And as a leader, you've got to kind of combat both. And if you're in it as a team member, like Morgan's talking about, realize that it's more about the person that's putting that stuff on there than it is about you. Or sometimes even organization. It ain't sure. about them. Yeah. Don't, don't blame the organization for one individual. Yep. All right. That's all I got. Um, yeah, that was really like I would like still like to hear some stories of like somebody that may have had you do something like what Jody said, like hey, hey look at the car. He, yeah. If, when that's here, you stay. Uh, I would love to hear some of your, you know, those stories in the comments. And uh, thank you again for listening, and we appreciate being back and uh, you know recording. Uh, and if you need anything from us, we're always here, and, and suggestions are always welcome on topics and. Uh, we got a few that we've been talking about in, in, a, in a couple episodes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you're one of those leaders who does stay and work late, please remember your people. Make sure you're getting them out of there on time so they can go home and, you know, do what they've got to do. Um, we haven't said it, I think, in the—this is how out of—I uh, feel like we're not rusty talking, but we've forgotten to say, leave us stars. Uh, make sure you're leaving reviews, giving us the stars. I didn't forget. I was busy. He was busy. <laughs> but uh, hey, everybody, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for hanging out. See you later. Bye.